Hello, Kidney360 readers. Welcome to the ASN Kidney Podcast. I am the Wuru Gita, an Associate Professor of Medicine and Associate Director of Johns Hopkins Vasculitis Center, Baltimore, Maryland. And I am joined by my colleague, Dr. Andreas Kronwickler from Medical University, Innsbruck, Austria. Today, we will discuss our study entitled Venous Thrombotic Events in Inca-Associated Vasculitis, Incidents and Risk Factors, published in Kidney360 this April. In our study, we included 162 patients with inca-associated vasculitis, and we observed DVT and pulmonary embolism in 14% of the patients. In our study, we identified both classic and disease-specific risk factors as being associated with increased risk of venous thromboembolic events, and these include increased body mass index, PR3 anchor positivity, and presence of hypoalbuminemia. So the, the question arises why PR3 anchor is associated with an increased risk of um, DVD. And this is actually a very intelligent and excellent question. Actually, in, in one study, PSE anchor patients with VDE were noted to have anti-plasminogen antibodies. These antibodies delay conversion of plasminogen uh, to plasmin and lead to inhibition of fibroviruses. PSE anchor can also stimulate microparticles. The tissue effects activity, which can enhance thrombin generation, cause VDE. PSE anchor was also associated with VDE in a sub-study conducted uh, of the rate trial, while another study found that MPO anchor is an independent risk factor. Clearly, we need, we need uh, more insight into this topic um, since it would have therapeutic consequences. One of the novel risk factors we found in our study is the presence of hypoalbuminemia. So how does hypoalbuminemia contribute to the increased risk of venous thromboembolic events? So most of the data on this mechanism comes mainly from studies on patients with nephrotic syndrome. There is increased production of factor V and factor VIII by the liver, as well as fibrinogen, occurring as a compensatory mechanism for hypoalbuminemia and these predisposed to VTE. In addition, there is decreased levels of natural anticoagulants like antithrombin-3 and free protein S. Furthermore, albumin is an important cofactor for binding of plasminogen to fibrin and its interaction with tissue plasminogen activator. This interaction is decreased in hypoalbuminemic state, leading to decreased fibrinolysis. So one other question is, of course, if the risk of VT is associated with uh, corticosteroid therapy. The role of corticosteroids uh, in provoking VT in ANCA-associated vasculitis is not clear so far. There is some data linking endogenous uh, glucocorticoids with increased risk of VTE. However, the data associating VTE with exogenous uh, glucocorticoids is sparse and the population uh, studies is heterogeneous with multiple comorbidities. Once the advocate study 
which is investigating uh, the role of a glucocorticoid pre-induction therapy. Is published, we will have more information on the impact of uh, corticosteroids and uh, VDE risk. So when should we be testing a patient with ankylosing vasculitis for venous thrombolic events? So any patient with new onset of asymmetric lower extremity swelling and an and unexplained dyspnea and hypoxemia should be tested for venous thromboembolic events, especially when these symptoms occur during active disease. So in conclusion, an increased risk of venothromboembolic events is seen in anchor-associated vasculitis. Both classic and disease-specific risk factors like obesity, alveolar hemorrhage, skin involvement, elevated C-reactive protein, hypoalbuminemia, and PR3 anchor type are associated with increased risk of venous thromboembolic events. Further research to identify and validate a thrombotic signature can help tailor anticoagulation in anchor vasculitis patients and minimize the risk of venous thromboembolic events and complications of anticoagulation. Thank you for joining us for this Kidney 360 podcast. This podcast is copyrighted by the American Society of Nephrology, all rights reserved. All content in this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be medical advice. This podcast should not be used in a medical emergency or for the diagnosis or treatment of any medical condition. Please consult your doctor or other qualified healthcare provider if you have any questions about any medical condition or before taking any drug, changing your diet, or commencing or discontinuing any course of treatment. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the American Society of Nephrology.